people of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Craig, what we want to talk a little bit about today is we want to talk about how to keep employees. We want to talk about employee retention and give some folks some tips on how they can keep employees. Because you and I have both said in several other episodes that it is cheaper to keep an employee than to get rid of an employee because you're losing knowledge base, you're losing experience, you're losing a whole bunch when employees leave, not because you asked them to leave, but because they sought greener pastures in other places. So I think it's important, particularly during these tumultuous times, that we talk a little bit about how companies can do a better job in increasing their employee retention. And so what we talk about in the three areas, as usual, is first, let's talk about some growth opportunities that companies can continue to offer their employees. The second area that we'll cover is talking about recognizing employees for a job that has been well done. And then lastly, and I think it's important, particularly with our remote work, is flexible work schedules, emphasizing those those flexible work schedules, particularly with so many questions on, are we all going to go back? Are we not going to go back? I think really companies need to stabilize how they are going to take their flexible work schedules and moving forward. What's that mean for employees? So Craig, why don't you kick us off and talk to us about when I got a company and I want my employees to stay with me, what kind of growth opportunities can we present them? Well, it's such an interesting question. You know, you have some of this movement to say, you know, move away, moving away from titles and different things like that. But those titles and those progressions are what keep people kind of focused on where they're trying to go in the organization. It's not always necessarily a clear path, but people want to know that there's, as long as things are going well for them at the company, that there's opportunities for them to advance in the organization. So how do we start to have those conversations even if you haven't laid it out as kind of the strategic plan for your growth, how do we have these conversations with our employees to say, where would you like to go? What are, you know, what kind of jobs are you interested in? Do you want to stay in this department? Do you want different experiences? And really start having those conversations to our our employees to say, what are the roles you'd like to have in the future? And then identify those growth opportunities that might help prepare them or give them a flavor for what those opportunities might be. See, I'm going to take a different angle on that one, because in everything you just said, you talked about moving up in an organization. A lot of employees are happy where they are. Mm -hmm. And so the big question is, how can I provide growth opportunities for that employee who's happy doing just what they're doing? Who doesn't want that manager part of it? And there are lots of opportunities for growth that companies can can provide their employees. Uh, For instance, certification. In some different areas, particularly take an IT situation. If you've got IT workers and you've got coders or you've got testers, there's different certifications out there that different organizations 
have available that I can provide a growth opportunity for someone to stay right where they are in their position they are, but to expand and grow in their expertise. And so I think when it comes to growth opportunities, both of us have to really get away from just looking at growing up the organization, growing within the organization in their particular part. So didn't mean to disagree with you, but we haven't had a disagreement this year. So that, yeah, that you can disagree with me. I won't say you're wrong. It's, I think there are people who are happy to be in those kind of individual contributor roles. Sure. I had them in my organizations. I personally could never wrap my head around it. Right. But that was my makeup, right? And so I think that's my default. But I think there's there's validity in both and there's value in both. You need those people who are the rock solid people who are with your organization for a long time. Those people have the historical knowledge that other people may not. And there's right. value in having those folks in the group. Yeah, yeah. So, which leads us into the next area. And that is in order to maintain your employees, keep that retention rate well, you got to recognize a job well done. And right. I think in our very, very first podcast back in aught eight, whenever it was. Aught eight, really? Wow. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Whenever it was, I think that one of the first premises that, that you and I talked about was catch people doing something right. Right. And I, I, I know, I've seen it happen, that the more you can do that, the more employees are motivated to stay right where they are because they know they're appreciated. Yeah. I mean, no, I, it's absolutely right. Right. The, when you recognize the, the good behavior or the good job well done or whatever it is, right. You're reinforcing it. You want people to know you appreciate that great work. If all you ever do is one of my favorite Lewisms is, you know, seagull management, just flying in and crapping on people and they do a bad job and flying away. Don't forget making a whole lot of noise too. and making a whole lot of noise. Sorry. <laughs> That's, you know, that's not really going to help anybody. Right. And so yeah. having that opportunity to know when people do something well, reach out to them. It doesn't cost you anything as a leader to, when you hear about it in the staff meeting, somebody two levels down did something awesome that day, pick up the phone and call them and just say, Hey, just heard about this. Really want to thank you for your, your great effort on part of the organization. Boom. Yeah. It goes a mile. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And we've talked about the difficulty to be able to do that in the remote, remote workforce because you're not there when that good thing actually happens. Right. So right. It's, a, it's a delayed response. Uh, but I believe that you're going to find that people are going get, to be getting used to that, that I can do something and not hear about it for a day because I've been by myself in my office, in my house, and did that, you know, finish the project, print, finish something that needed to be done that no one else wanted to handle. But yeah, as yeah. a manager, I, they need to go out of their way, even if it is going to be a little bit delayed through the remote workforce, they need to make sure that it's not done just privately, but it's done publicly as well. Yep. People love to be put in front of other people to be told, you know, Craig did a great job today. And I just want to have everyone recognize him for what he did. And it's usually a given. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just with just the with point you. applies. Yeah. <laughs> God, you're such a hog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into that third area. This is the one we spent a little bit of time last week, I, I believe, talking uh, uh, with Donna about this, and that is prioritizing flexibility, because I believe that either you or I asked her the question of moving forward, is this remote work going to be gone? And I think she said adamantly, no. 
we will have people working remotely. And that flexibility also was part of that culture that she is inculcating within the organization that people are really grabbing a hold of. Yeah, it's and it, the flexibility goes both ways, because in that same conversation we talked about, there are some people who do want to be around folks more right. and, you know, present creating work environments where that flexibility works, because so much of the excuse of why you don't want to give people flexibility is pretty much gone. Right. right. I mean, it's hard to say that the flexibility, giving people flexible work schedules doesn't work because productivity is up. All the right things are happening. Mm-hmm. We're starting to focus you know, more on getting work done versus getting work done between eight and five. Right. And that's going to stay with us. It's, it's hard to believe that it won't. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I believe, I, again, you and I talked about this in, in another previous podcast, but it, it came to in, in the past, you know, it was salary 401ks were your big perks. Now that flexibility is not a perk anymore because it used to be a perk. Yeah. It is truly a standard. And so if anything, I believe that companies are going to be really stabilizing their flexibility so that they become standard. Yeah. Nice use of stability. Absolutely. All right. So Craig, give me your key takeaways on some of the tips we've just provided. I, I won't call them tips. I call them main points. Sure. If we want to retain employees. What are your key takeaways? Well, one key takeaway is just now with 60 plus episodes in the can here of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership, how self-referential we're becoming. Back in that episode. Back in that episode. <laughs> so I think we're oh, finally we have a at peak. We have a, we have a, we have a great history. Right, Six, exactly. Most podcasts don't make it this far. So no. go us. But at any rate, uh, it's a lot of consistency, I would have to note, Lou. <laughs> okay, good. You got your word of the year in there. There we go. Yep, good. Uh, I think the takeaway for me is that different ways of looking at what growth opportunities are. Are those promotional opportunities or just increased expertise for the folks who are happy where they are in the organization? So Mm -hmm. meeting people where they are to still hit those growth opportunities is an important thing for everyone to take away from this episode. Yeah. My key takeaway is that every company needs to prioritize retention. Don't, Don't prioritize it on hiring retention. You've got people that know your business, that know how to do their job. It's more expensive when they leave to hire somebody. You not only lose financially, but you lose that base of knowledge and experience that is so important that it, it's priceless. You, you can't put a, a, a price tag on it. Some companies have tried to go and say, for every employee that leaves us, we're losing $100,000 in knowledge. I don't know where they came up with those stats. If they did, that should scare anybody though. $100,000, that's a lot of money. But every company should focus on retention. That's my yeah. key takeaway. Very well. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership around employee retention. If you liked what you heard today, please hit like, share, subscribe so you catch all of our upcoming episodes. Our next episode is going to do a dive into what are the processes that people changed over the course, both from before COVID, through COVID, and on the other side of COVID as we interview Rachel Lamb of Results with Rachel, who is an expert on Agile and Lean and Six Sigma, who will really help us understand how companies should be looking at those things as we start to progress out of the COVID era in 2021. So 
We are also available on all your favorite podcasting platforms if you prefer to catch us that way as opposed to on video. And that is it for this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto.